He said, I'm not kidding. It's like a million Christmas mornings all in 10 minutes, which that is awesome. I'm stealing that and using that everywhere. Welcome to the AI show from Think Labs. In the whirlwind of AI advancements and innovation, we do the deep dives and all the research, so you don't have to. We Fisher Price the essential news, updates, interviews, and breakthroughs of the week, providing actionable insight that impacts you, your teams, and your companies. Now let's get started. Here's your hosts, Sam Stanton and Robbie Sawyer. Well, hello and welcome to the AI show brought to you by Think Labs. Welcome back, Robbie. We made it another week. Another week. It's exciting. Uh, I think we're one of the few podcasts that we can actually reach out and individually thank every viewer and listener. Yeah, the room's getting a little more crowded. Your mom has a few more people to I engage with. I think she had her dog watch as well. Nice. No, actually, it was good fun. We had uh, a few people respond and I think we're hitting a nerve or sharing things that people are, are looking for, hopefully anyway. That's our intent. Yeah, they, and what's fun is they don't even know they're looking for it. That's right. <laughs> no, so just a, a big quick overview. We're here to look at the, the news that's happened this yep. week, open your eyes to some of that. But as with everything we do, we look at it and say, what is happening of interest that could be applicable to working professionals in our industries and how might that work or not. Right? Yeah. And we're constantly with our uh, feelers out there seeing how people are reacting, what they know, what they understand, and where there are opportunities. And so for our show, we'll typically go through a couple major highlights of the week that should bring some insight to you that you might be able to share in meetings that you have or think about. And then we'll go through a bunch of hot shots, which are all these quick highlights and headlines that have happened. Yeah, different articles on different subjects related to AI. That's pretty shocking, some of the stuff that came out this week. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, it's fun stuff. I mean, we just, just now got off of Zoom where we're actually saying, we saw this this week. It sounds like it could totally work and solve a huge problem that, that our client has. So we'll probably share that here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, that was just an all of a sudden add-on as of minutes ago. Yeah, I think a lot of people that have different, whatever your job is, it's always fun if you have the type of career or the job where you go in and it's every, let's just say every month it's different or every week it's different. Literally every day, it seems like for us, <laughs> certainly hanging out with you, it's like every single day there's something new and cool that's happening and it's fun to share it with people. And quite frankly, they do not know that they're, they, they're not looking for right. a lot of what we're sharing with, right. which is the aha moment as a professional to be able to share something with someone in there in an industry to immediately show crazy, crazy impact on their efficiency. It's crazy. It's and, and it's just like yesterday, I, we're sitting in a meeting and, and we're sharing things that I guess maybe since we're so embedded in it, it's like, duh, that's kind of obvious. And people look at you like, you're giving them chocolate for the first time, right? They're like, what in the world? Yeah. Anyway, let's let's get into it. So our what's our first kind of big topic or what are we going to do first, Robbie? Well, I mean, I think the first thing that we, that we really should hit on, again, this, this podcast is not meant to be a commercial for all things Think Labs or Red Button AI, but 
what has happened in the last week or so, even though it's been in development for a while. Yes, we'll talk about Bogler AI, but what's happened specifically that we really haven't shared with a lot of people until this week is Bogler Assist. Bogler Assist. And maybe, maybe you can sort of back up a little bit and share with us how, Bo or the, how Bogler Assist sort of evolved out of what we were doing and have been developing with, with Bogler AI. So we definitely have a bunch of different embers in the fire that relate to AI or back to our, our mantra of elevating experiences empowering and empowering people. Yeah. people, right? Yeah, there's and, a lot of branches to that tree. Yeah, and, and one of them that we both got excited about was actually pulling out a functionality that, we, that we're building into another product, which is basically the capture of an engagement or an interaction or a presentation and, and using AI to capture that and, and make sense of it quickly. So that was a cool piece that we thought of a while ago and it's, it's being developed into one of the products. But man, we just saw, we had a, an aha moment of let's, why don't we pull that out and make that a standalone? And that's what Bogler Assist is. Bogler Assist is simply an app that goes on your devices, on your desktop. It goes on your on, on your, your phones on or your whatever it may be. Watch. It goes on your watch even, yeah, yeah, Robbie. Yeah. We didn't ask for that, but the guy said, why yeah. not? We said, this? okay, let's yeah, go. Sure. But what it simply does. We didn't know we does, needed that accessory. We'll take it though. Because we need to use AI in as many sentences as we can, because that's what corporate America needs to hear. But we do use AI throughout this whole process. So we use AI to take what is an average microphone and dial it up so that it really captures perfect audio and cuts out all the other mess around. So that there's one part That's, of the AI, okay? Right, right. And then AI is used to capture in real time, this is one of those another aha moments when we come in and see it, everything that I'm saying right now is being written in text right now inside the app. So it's transcribing it, right? And then it takes it and it throws it into the Bogler GPT, if you will, and makes sense of the whole thing. Now we've got as Robbie saw on the screen today, an entire page-long algorithm recipe instruction that says, look at this transcription of what happened and do all these different things. Right. Now, the crazy thing is that it does it all in a millisecond, and then it spits out a beautiful executive summary. Yeah. It spits out, here's your exact meeting notes, like Cornell University suggested should yeah, be done, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It creates action items. It creates follow-up email. It listens for, did anyone have any unique or different ideas, different than what the conversation was, and what would that look like going forward? Right. And it does all that literally, honestly, it's not in seconds. It's like two minutes. The minute you're done with your hour-long meeting, it says, hey, here's your entire summary. Here's all those things. So really a, a, a cool, cool piece of tech which we've been goofing around with. And then what's happened as of late is as soon as you show it to someone, they're like, yes, I need it right now. Yes, I need it right now. And what we've done because of all that need is we've tripled down. Fast track. Um, and put another project on hold and this thing will be out next week. So you definitely have to tune in next week. I don't know what we do for the rest of this podcast, but next week you definitely have to tune in because we'll be giving everyone a link so that you can go get your own assist and start doing it. Now, you're going to have to start thinking about what are the faces 
you're going to use when doing it, how smug you'll be or not, and how sincere you'll look. Because when you're sitting with a client or a partner or team members and you're not taking a single note and instead you're 100% focused right, on them. Right, right, right. They're looking at you like, what, do you, what is this person doing? I mean, I think we've used it now probably in 10 or 12 different situations, in person, online. and On calls. On calls, yeah, on calls. And it's been funny. It's like, hey, you don't mind if we use, you know, if we boggle this conversation. Which they laugh and go, okay, here go the nerds. Right. And they're like, oh, yeah, no problem. Yesterday we were in a big time, at a big time office yesterday with, you know, high level C, you know, C-suite executives and did the same thing and sat it down. It's like, you know, you were able to recap that entire discussion. Yes, okay, cool, it records. Yes, okay, cool, it transcribes. But to make sense of it. But to make sense of the transcription is is mind-blowing. So so that's assist. It was funny. I had one quote here. I'll let me look it up here real quick. When I did share this in prototype with someone so that's, they could have it. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, sat there in disbelief looking at me and then the guy said he, he later that night he he goes i can't believe what happened today and what you shared with me he get he said my head is starting to explode he said i'm not kidding it's like a million christmas mornings all in 10 minutes which that is awesome i'm stealing that and using that everywhere because everyone can relate to that christmas morning when you're coming down and hoping that santa claus delivered what you gave them on your note. Yeah, because not to continue down this road necessarily, but it is, it is for me personally, whether I'm having a conversation with someone or if I'm on, on a Zoom or Teams, when you know that they're typing because they have to keep notes or you're engaged with them face-to-face -face and they're not engaged with you because they're having to take notes, the ability to completely eliminate that and to be able to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with someone and know that you're not forgetting anything or missing anything to, to forget what the guy's name was, but that to his point, it's like, oh my God, I don't have well, to think about any of that. And of that. someone else who's playing with it in beta, Freddie Muller. Yeah. Shout out, shout yeah, out hey, to Freddie. Up, Freddie. He's one of our best guinea pigs for trying our stuff. Here, Freddie, try this. But he said, it, en it enables me to completely focus on the person in front of me. Yeah. Right? Yep. And, and not on all the other stuff. And then like the science I shared last week that it's human nature and it's in its scientific fact that when you're having a conversation, you're trying to figure out what is Sam about to say, and then you're trying to create your reaction to that. And so halfway through me saying anything, like right now, Robbie's not paying attention to anyone, but right now Robbie's trying to come <laughs> up with a response and not hearing the full extent of my conversation or point. No, I mean, people get locked down with you're introducing yourself right. and you don't remember their name. Right. I'm so. really good at not doing that. <laughs> so anyway, that is assist. Excited, obviously, and excited for you all to have that next week. Yes, it's free. You get a whole hour free. So there you go. Another big announcement for yep. this week is Everyone's been waiting. When's it coming? When's it coming? Everyone that is currently on Boggler has been using our research model, yeah. which should not have worked past 10 people, but we have like 800 something on it. The training wheels still have a lot of tread on the, right. on the wheels. For which sure. speaks a lot to that. But what's happened on that and that, that delay was this tech keeps changing by the week. And we took a completely different route with our ability to customize it for each individual. But in the end, the new the new launch will be next week. It has to be. We're, we're using it 
at an event. So we'll have that as well for you next week. So that's where V1 is. V1 will have your ability to do all that pre-styling, which it takes the brain surgery out of this stuff, right? Because the hardest part is coming up with the best prompt. Yeah. And so with the pre-styling, you're able to choose, hey, I'm, I need to create an email. And yeah. hey, this is a business email. Or no, it's a fun email. And and I need to do it. That was a mind blow for that group yesterday. I need to do it in the voice of my company. Right. Right? Or in the style of whatever. So to have that ability is great. It will have it will begin doing the private learning and training. And then we'll be rolling out 1.2, 1.3 here very quick, which keeps adding more and more features. Anyway, that's yep. V1. What else? Let's let's just do a quick hit on facilitated. I know we brought that up last week a little bit and shared with folks exactly what our facilitated AI experience is like yeah, that's, and how impactful that can be. And again, we keep bringing up the meeting yesterday, but that was pretty eye-opening well, we've had, as well. So again, our, our emphasis is AI literacy or fluency or IQ. We're trying to figure out those three. So let us know which you think is the best, but let's just call it AI IQ. And that is first giving people the understanding of what all this is and why it should be relevant to them and how they might use that, right? That's the first part, which it seems elementary to us, but I went to a heavy, heavy nerd event last night and the big time presenter they flew in from New York, he started with that too. I'm like, man, is this not retrograde for he everyone just went in this back. room? He went but you need to full do Full on base, yeah. Okay, so anyway, sure. that's the first part is that educational component, then it's the tools. And then what happens is people are fully drinking the Kool-Aid and they're not now, great, I see it, I get it. How do I use it specifically with what I'm doing. Yeah. And and I don't have a clue. Can you guys hold my hand and walk me through it? And that's yeah. what facilitated is. So we embed with your company, within a division, with your team, and we get a small group. We ask them to identify their biggest time kill, their biggest time suck of the day. Mm -hmm. And we sit there and walk through the process yeah. with them, right? Yeah. And we also have assist on. Because again, we're only going to hear half of what they're saying because we're humans, Robbie. Right. Or you remember first what you hear last. Right. Yeah. So we will sit with them and go through the process. And then after we've gone through whatever that is, let's say it's making a proposal for a client, we'll then sit with assist and walk through it and blueprint. Here is a way to do that same process in literally like 20% of the time, not e even less. Yeah. Right. And here's where you'll use different AI elements, whether it's ours or whether it's what your IT department said you have to use. Yeah. Here's how to use that thing. Right. Okay. And then we create the blueprint. We then send them off to school and have fun, folks. And then we come back two weeks later and look at how that process has worked. We make any tweaks. We hear back from them. We revise. And then we harden their blueprint. And now that blueprint can be used for the rest of the department and for any new hires or anyone coming in. Yeah. That just goes back to our, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. It, so with that, that was a great commercial. No, yeah, it was, but it, it's not just us saying that. There was an article recently posted, I mean, like this, this week, I think, by Fast Company Magazine, referencing, of all places, Harvard Business School. And they're talking about how AI can literally make tasks 25% faster and can bump up the quality of the work by over 40% by utilizing generative AI. 
it's amazing to see now how AI is truly being, is a focus of many executives as it relates to creating and bringing in AI into a professional workflow. Well, it goes back to the, it's Christmas yeah. morning, right? right? So like in particular with that guy, we did a, an abbreviated facilitated with him, right? Right. And because all that AI talks fun, Sam, but let me tell you about my business. And so- Can you he, talk about his business? Can I? Yeah. Because uh, when I talked to you about it, it was hilarious because it seemed like you had been in that industry for 20 years. <laughs> so he is a helium explorer. Yeah, there's a lot of people listening that have no clue of what So he wears this pith helmet yeah. and he's got like a Ghostbusters backpack on and he's looking for helium. Okay. Now, what he does, though, it it is it is interesting, and there aren't many people that do that. There's a bunch of monopolies that do that, um, and and his exploration company goes and looks. And when you find your helium, you're basically pulling out all this gas, obviously, but only one percent of of what you find is actually helium. Okay. There's been no real transparency or understanding for a helium customer where it comes from or what it should cost or do all that kind of stuff there's been no amalgamation if you will that's a big word of all the information and education around that and so he's written a bunch of papers he's been to congress talking about all that because helium isn't just used believe it or not for birthday balloons at a birthday party it's used for all kinds of things it could this chamber whenever you're building a microchip or whatever that you need to have completely free of any contaminants contaminants or, yeah right. okay. trash in the air yeah. dust in the air sure. whatever you basically fill it full of helium and it cleans it so it's used for mris and blah 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 okay all that said obviously i learned a lot listening sitting there and listening but so did bogler right sure and he had just hired a ghostwriter to help him do a whole report at length about the uses and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, really? Like this? And boom, it spit the whole thing out, right? Okay. Oh, but do it in the voice of this guy or this company or in this, and not advisory, but compliance board. Okay. And it did. And then it was, it was endless, the things we started to go through. And it was just, his eyes couldn't have been any bigger when we were done. But he said, as, as, and he's right, this will absolutely change not only my business, but our industry. Yeah. And, and you talk about an old, old, old industry. He can disrupt that in no time. Just from logistics of trying to figure out where they should be exploring. I mean, now using the visual components that are now embedded in, in so much of, of the generational AI to be able to take a photo of a landscape and say, compare that to the last 5,000 drills we've done. Is there any commonalities there? I mean, it's just stuff like that, right? Yeah. So enough. Yeah. Awesome information and very interesting. That to was be more sure. healing. Than yeah. But, but you hit on something though. Let's talk about the visual advancements and what's happened because I. That was really fun. So GPT-4, which just keeps evolving and evolving. And so everyone knows Bogler in the end is... connects to all of these. So when we talk about how great GPT is or whatever, we're excited because that's going to be integrated into Bogler. When we talk about Cohere or Claude or whatever they're doing, same thing. But right now they added a visual component and it is fascinating. There's two different elements to it. It's visual imaging. So you take a photo with your camera and we talked about that a little bit mm -hmm. last week about 
take a photo of, well, maybe it's something like this up on the screen here of here's my flow of how my data is going to go. Does that look right? So instead of me trying to type in and say, hey, I'm trying to do this flow, this or this or this, look at this diagram. Tell me what I'm missing. And it'll, right. it'll instantly go, well, this looks like this is a diagram for data flow with inside a generational AI flow. It looks like you're missing this piece and this piece. You might consider this. But doesn't it need a little prompting to begin with? Yeah, you give it, a you little put bit the image and then you parameters. say, this is my okay. data yeah. flow. What sure. am I missing? Yeah, right? gotcha, yeah. And that was another interesting thing this week too. We're kind of called to task and at a couple different things of, okay, well, let's just see it work because I couldn't get it work, right? And so we would pull up Bogler and say, okay, what was your, what were you trying to do? And so they told us, well, I need to, I need to know how to change the, I need to create a class curriculum. And so it's okay. So we gave the prompt and, and then Bogler came back with a beautiful, here's a whole curriculum based on that class. And the response was, well, see, that didn't give me the class notes or any of that stuff. And Robbie and I had that moment of looking at each other like, what? no, 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 no. This is not a Google search with here's your response. This is a conversation. And you're being really nice because some of the other, I mean, look, I mean, the reality, and we'll say it all the time, and, it, it, and if you've used any type of generative AI, you, re, you know it's not a Google search engine. But it does not know what kind of printer you have if you need to, have, if you need to change the ink. It doesn't know what kind of laptop and doesn't know if you say my laptop won't turn and, on and you probably it, don't want it to know no right no for you sure you don't want it to have that right but just, no but the point was with with them on, on that particular case is like oh great well that's a great start now let's dive in this looks good course one class one looks great create class lessons for that right and then it did so i mean again another eye opener you're not just doing a simple search you're not doing a simple research prompt. No. You're, you're entering into a conversation. You're using collaborative AI to get to your endpoint, and you're just doing it in one tenth of the time. We we have said that from the get go. We we, it's, we we refer to Bogler. It's a collaborative AI resource. It's not referred when it comes to generative AI. We call it collaborative AI. But you don't hear a lot of people saying that. No, and, and I but love so the, true. I love the analogy of it's an assistant that's sitting next to you going, What else do you need, Robbie? What else can I do? What mm -hmm. else can I do? Right. And if you were doing this a year ago, it's almost a year now since this has been this has been out, you would have been your assistant would have had the capabilities of a fifth grader. Okay? And then about three months later when it advanced a little bit more, it moved up to a sophomore in high school. Currently, the GPT-4s and the Cohere 2s, it's equivalent to the education, understanding, conversation that you would have with a first-year PhD. Yeah. And I can remember my first year when I had got my PhD, and I was a smart guy. I don't even have the P party. I didn't have the PhD. But, <laughs> but that, that's, that's the fact of that. So you have that intelligence sitting next to you. But you, even if you're just talking to the person next to you, you've got to give them more direction than, I need a whole class outline, go. Yeah, no, for sure. And it does require a little bit of effort to start, but the end result is, is way more productive and, and way more useful. Let's, let's, let's talk a little bit about some of the things that have happened in the last, the last week or so. And we, we wanna, you want to hit on what you did last night? I, because I would have loved to have been a fly 
on the wall. You say that, but um, you were invited, Robbie. And I you know, gave but me I, a hard I, yeah, no. but I'm not sure. Yeah, that I'm not sure I would have really been able to mingle very closely with some of those folks because I always joke around about being the dumbest guy in the room when it comes to tech. But the event that you went to last night, holy cow! If you're watching this, I hope you can see the jealousy mm. on Robbie's face, yeah, knowing mm -hmm. that he missed mm -hmm. out on. I, 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 I would. I don't. You, so, are you now like a bona fide? You're a member of the Dallas AI Club, and that, I, I don't know if there's an official card carrying, whatever. No, that would be a pocket protector wearing. So last night, thank you for that beautiful. No, setup. no insult to anyone that is listening that may be in. No, they the, wouldn't the be Dallas. insulted. They would think they would <laughs> appreciate that. Right. No, last night I went to the Dallas AI Club, which that's a fun story on its own. It went from just a couple nerds hanging out to now i think i think they said the membership now is over 3500 just in just in dallas wow right? uh but they do a fantastic job shout out to them with bringing in the top minds in in the industry and fun networking prior fun if you're a nerd well i was going to say yeah. fun and then term and then some pretty loosely. serious deep science so last night robbie I got to do some neurosymbolic AI. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I got tired head when you actually said that that was the subject matter. And I was keeping track of the number of acronyms from RAGs to LLMs to... And you're a huge fan of the acronym. I know. And, but I kept, I kept up with every one of them. Okay. But, but it was fascinating. So a couple things to think about that, that did happen. So it was about 100 people in the room. There was a, a brilliant mind from... IBM there, who's working on, on that project of what uh, the neurosymbolic is. And that's just basically, as we've seen with generative AI, the hallucinating that it does, where it's that happy puppy that just wants to give you an answer no matter what. So how do we make that those responses more precise and more accurate? And that's by applying a next level, a super-powered AI that's based on reasoning, okay. not based on, I'm guessing what your next word will be, mm, Okay. And, and presenting examples. But interesting as that was the conversations around what was happening there. So one, which I was a big takeaway, we've been on this rocket ship of last November, it just keeps going and going and, oh my gosh, it does this and this, and now it does this and this and this. One of the big things I learned last night that they're thinking, and it's all a guess at this point, but that that rocket ship's going to plateau a little gonna bit. It's going to have to. It's going to yeah. have to. But yeah. the reason being is those rocket ships, those those new models are trained on the information that's out there. So since GPT-4 or Claude 2, there hasn't been that much new information. There's been synthetic regenerated information. So maybe we are going to plateau a little bit for the next couple updates before it starts taking off again. The other thing is they're all clamping down now on where that information was, yeah. was received to, to do the training. So that might hamper it. So it'll be more about making better use out of the knowledge that's there than it is adding more knowledge. And okay. that kind of goes back to our, if they stopped everything right now, it'd yeah. still take us 10 years to figure out all that. So that was really interesting. The other thing was, it's Dallas AI. I think it came out of the University of Texas, I think, which would make you tend to believe that it's going to be a bunch of stupid yeah. young folks who are just like talking a different language, 
literally. And it wasn't. One of the guys I was sitting with at the table said, have you looked around this room to see that there's no one under the age of 30 here or maybe even 40? And it was all kind of senior exec sort of folks. One guy said he was from Deep Minds. Another was with from OpenAI. Uh, obviously, a ton of people from IBM were at their innovation center, which I think they were trying to rip this place off, if you look around. Really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, was a, it was a cool evening. It was also interesting when you look at Red Button and what we do is we do go in those back rooms and understand what's the technology, what's the innovation available from developers who know how to build the things. Yeah. They don't know how to use them. Right. So when I'm from the front of the house, I'm up serving the hamburgers and they're back there making the hamburgers. It's, it's, it, it was kind of a, an eye opener for them for me to say, well, this is what people are looking for or asking because they don't right. know that. They're just building better code. Right. So that was that was really fun. Uh, met some cool people, talked some nerdy nerd, and on with the day. Yeah. Was that group meet every week? They every meet month? once a month. They were doing a, quite a serious virtual thing, but now we're back to in-person, which was fun. And, uh, of course, if anyone would like it, Bogler Assist was in attendance, and I'm happy to share those notes so that you can up your neuro-symbolic AI. Yeah, you was, want me to get that for you tonight? I actually have access to that. Okay. You shared that with me. So, yeah, that was a lot of awesome information. Let's uh, get into some hot shots, Robbie. Let's do it. What do you, let's, right off the rip, what do you make of what LinkedIn has done? What did they invest, like, yeah, I mean, they, they sat back dollars. at that table and they said, here's all my chips. We're going we're gonna to put them in right here in the center because, I mean, let's be honest. Because everybody needs a job seeking, job, what do they call it? A job seeker coach, right? Well, it's that. I mean, part of it, people are doing on their own. That's that whole discussion of you can decide whether you want to use AI or not, but your people are anyway, mm -hmm. right? That's the case. I mean, how I would love to know the number of how much of the content now on LinkedIn is generated content and not like, here, let me write a post. Because, and we're bad for that because we've been showing people how to do a lot of that. But, but I think that's the case. But the, the crazy thing is. remind people to take all of the rockets and all of the emojis out of their, exactly. their, their, but that's posts. the crazy thing here. They didn't just say, yeah, we're going to jump in and we're putting a million bucks against it or two million bucks. They put 10 billion. That's with a B. Yeah. So, that, that was interesting. Um, well, it's interesting, too, because I think they're get, trying to get ahead of it. They're trying to get ahead of what ultimately is going to come down related to the discussions, the critical discussions around ethics and AI ethics in hiring. And I love your notes here. Well, well done on that. But 80% of recent signups are from outside the U.S. And that we can relate to. So as we're speaking with all of our developers that are from different countries and continents around because that's where the expertise is and they're speaking in good english much better than my whatever they're speaking yeah we use the transcription and, and the live transcription and, and translation but think about that if you are one someone from outside the u.s and you want to make sure your content speaks to your potential employer yeah Having AI to help you do that's a big deal. Yeah, for sure. All right, what's next? Does For is Forbes know anything about anything? I mean, they're pretty smart, right? Yeah, they've got a, a magazine or two. They also produced some information on AI and basically 
boostering team skills. And while it is smart to kick things off with tiny projects and how important it is to start with tiny projects and not just jump in to the deep end if you don't know how to swim. Well, yeah, that goes back to the eat the elephant analogy, right? So it, they said the market for AI is growing rapidly and companies need to invest in people who can operate and leverage that. Yeah. So yeah, you need to have a team that's focused on that and know you cannot moonlight that because I normally work in another department, but it's, it is doing those tiny pilot groups. To get the buy-in. To, to get the understanding yeah. and the know-how yeah. and, and then start figuring out how that could work. So that's what they're saying. And I think they had some really good numbers that what percentage of people are focused on that. And well, the, that and was, that's the future, right? That's what the article is about. Yeah. I mean, going back to a commercial, we felt like this was, this article was, was written on right. behalf of Facilitated because this is exactly what we're talking about. Maybe it was written by Bogler. Yeah. The next one, Robbie, this, this is a happy day in my life because for forever I've wanted to be able to use the word quadrillion in a sentence and not have to put my little, my pinky in my mouth, just like a couple of those movies we've seen. So the, the UK government yes. and all that that entails is investing $273 million to build is Islambard AI, right? I think it's Isambard. Is it? Yeah. Okay. The most powerful supercomputer capable of making. Here we go. What, drum roll. What, Sam? Making 200 what? quadrillion calculations per second, right? And it will use 5,448 Grace Hopper superchips. And, Robbie, it will achieve over 21 exaflops of AI performance. I'm quit. I'm going to turn the lights out. How many exaflops have you performed with? Who's Grace Hopper? I don't know. I mean, I what, do you, that, what do you have to do to get a super chip named after you? Well, I think the bigger story here is you talk about all in again, LinkedIn did. Now here's a government doing it, right? They're yeah. like, hey, we can't be left behind because hello, USA, wave our flag. USA is leading this. It's not China. It's not, it's not some Middle Eastern country or, or Eastern European country. It's the USA. So yeah. people are doing that. And, and so that was, um, that's a big investment. And yes, it's meant to be used for the, the UK citizens um, and, and the applications that they're building there. So they're, they're building that out. I'm sure they'll build some LLMs around that. And as an English citizen, thank you very much, Robbie. I'll be able to tap into Make my no mistake about it. That one of the only reasons this was brought up was for you to use the word exaflop and, and quadrillion. Quadrillion. Yeah. Uh, this, this next one was validated last night, but a latest report too now shows that developers waste over 17.3 hours a week due to technical debt. I love that. Technical debt and bad code. Okay, so go into that a little bit. So that means that they got tired. That means they weren't paying attention. Okay. That means they didn't have the education of what the latest and greatest is. They didn't understand the shortcuts they could be using okay. and thus did old school coding and got absolutely blown away by the guy sitting over there eating pizza and sucking on a big gulp okay. because that guy <laughs> is using Code Talker okay. or an AI to not only generate the code, but also check it. 
So, and in doing so is saving almost 20 hours a week. So what does that mean? That means we get Boggler Assist done for next week, Robbie. Okay. That's the only way that happens. Okay. So, and currently for GPT, I saw these stats the other day, 40% of the best use cases for GPT right now is for developers. That, okay. That's where, because that's where the community it came from. So that kind of makes sense. Okay. And then it splits up between another 40% is in business and then another 10 and another 10. So Codewalker is a type of, code talker, a, I believe. Code type is a type of AI droid. It's an, it's an AI assistant that works on code. Okay. All right. So, but it's generative AI and meaning that you don't have to put code into it. You put the the language we know, English, okay. right, yep. into it saying, I need a piece of code that does this or this or this. Okay. Or I need a code similar to this, but I need it to do this or this. So your prompting is in English. Okay. So that's crazy. And, and by the way, it is English for now. They have, they're, they're still doing that translation for the coding part. Okay. That was an interesting fact I learned last night. Too. Very cool. Okay. That is cool. Let's, let's talk about video. Yeah. Let's talk about surveillance video. Yeah, it's AI vision and, and God, you saw this coming. So you used an example this morning, um, talking about grocery stores. Well, so that was last night. So one of the guys I was talking with last night does work with a massive like pharmacy company that has three letters in its name. Okay. Okay. Sure. And they're going, everyone's going to self checkout, but they're also getting robbed blind for it because did they take it? Did they actually scan it or not? Did the scan work or not? Maybe they are being legit and it just didn't work or whatever. They're just trying to get out of there. So that's a great example of using vision, computer vision to look at what people are grabbing and using and trying to check out with and in using that computer vision. I mean, man, this just switches to like driving down the tollway. You're not stopping and saying hi to the clerk and giving them a dollar and looking for your change for driving down the tollway. You just drive right through, right? Right. And you've got computer vision taking a picture of your license yeah. plate. Yep. So now they can take a picture of my Campbell suit as I go through and then just bill me. Yeah, that just builds on all kinds of things. You think about healthcare, surveillance from a in, in a nursing home or in a imagine in, that. In a so of, I mean, again, let's talk privacy, but don't think this isn't already happening. Maybe not by us, but by the government. But yeah, imagine someone falling down. And so instead of having that that awesome infomercial I fall in and I can't get up, yeah. it already knows you have. That's what yeah. your Apple Watch is doing, right? Yeah. To to great extent, the number of people's lives they save because of that. So add the vision to that. Or we were meeting with a restaurant tour the other day, and they were trying to decipher the quality and the type of cuts of meat. And and the IT guy said, "Well, could you like take a picture of the of the steak and know what it is?" It's like, yeah, and then some. You could also say, how would I best cook this and for yeah. how long and at yeah. what temperature sure. and blah, 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 blah. So now this is becoming what they say multimodal, mm -hmm. meaning whether it's video or audio or text or, or a document, whatever it is, that's going to start being your input for it to do its generation. It'll be interesting to see what, if there, what the balance might be moving forward between AI as a tool for 
societal good and then being able to protect privacy and all the elements that go along with it. Well, we had we had that come out with this week too. The White House signed the AI bill, which I didn't throw in Boggler yet to understand what what those it's not a bill, <laughs> right? But to understand what what those precautions are. But it's it's a little it's a little bit of a silly talk because everyone's talking about biases and who how can you control the bias? Well, I mean that's your that's your life is biased. Everything is biased, good or bad. It's biased. Yeah. And the reason you tune into something is because it's biased in the way that you like. So to try to make a completely homogenized, non-biased thing, I don't even know if that's possible. I mean, you go on a Google search and you search whatever, and it brings you information and provides you information. That's biased. That's bi- Yeah, for sure. It's biased by advertisers and biased sure. by Google headquarters, right? I mean, maybe the only thing that's not biased is a baby as it's born, but that immediately gets biased to, where's my mom? Right. Right? Oh, look at you. How about that? Did you just, when did you pull that out? I just thought of it. <laughs> uh, other fun news is we are getting, we've said again and again and again, don't look at the current situation of what's happening and make decisions that are long-term based on Keep that. it open-ended. Yeah. Because if you look at Google Bard right now, it is a dog. I mean, it does not keep up with any of the others right now. But don't don't take your eyes off it because they're getting ready to launch Gemini and Stubbs and a couple other things, which honestly, with the resources Google has and all and, and the things behind them, that's gonna be a big, big deal. Yeah. So aren't it, both of those related to their cloud? services yeah so that'll be some embeds and there'll be standalones as well that you can go use but again it's this horse race of who's better this this week it's not this year i remember when when we used to buy minivans right and it was honda and then it was toyota and then it was honda and then it was toyota and who's releasing the the next one it's the same thing except it's not done every five ten years it's done every three months before we wrap things up, there's there's something that we both got exposed to this week that's pretty cool in terms of new tech that's being driven by AI. On a nerd level. Yeah, on a nerd level. And I'm not sure that a lot of the models are walking the runway at the New York fashion show that were actually wearing these devices knew exactly what they were. They were hot nerds. Yeah. So yeah. what it was is called Humane Pin. Okay. And so two, a husband wife actually that worked at Apple and like to take credit for designing everything. And maybe they did. Yeah, sure. Developed a standalone AI assistant that's about half the size of a old cigarette box. Well, do they still have cigarette boxes? They do. But I think it was, remember the iPod that came out that was the mini that was the square? Yeah. Then well, it's a went, little bigger than but, that. But it was very similar to that, and it was something that you clipped on. I felt like when you put it on your shirt, it's going to drag your shirt down. Yeah, it's going to make it flop over. But what it did, though, is, or what it does, and it's soon to come out, maybe, I, I don't know, I think they were looking for like $50 billion worth of investment or something before. They, don't know, but it is an interesting thing to start thinking about. Basically, the device has vision. It looks at everything that's going on. Yep. It encapsulates that. When your phone rings, you put your hand up like this, and it and it projects all the information about the phone call in on like, your hand. Like Iron Man Jarvis? 
Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, hey, tell me what's going on out there. And it takes a visual image of that. It records whatever you want and will summarize what's going on. But here's the big thing, the big question is it's basically Google Glass. And I don't care how you did it or what you said or what you did. You were the biggest freaking nerd ever when you had Google Glass on. And it halfway began, I mean, I think we were different times back then. It wasn't that long ago, but it was different times. You halfway got people really anxious, if not plain old pissed off, that you were recording them with your funky glasses. Yeah. So now in today's more turbulent times, I can't imagine what people's reactions are going to be to that. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to human, I think, human nature. I mean, at the end of the day, I think what they're trying to talk about is like you will constantly, you have the ability to wear your AI so that it's always available and accessible to you. But having said that, to your point, I'm not going to be comfortable with saying, hey, hang on just a second. Let me let me answer the phone because it's ringing. Well, or gonna, right now, it's I, like I, even... I want to have my phone with me. I'm going to have my phone with me, right, one. Right, right. And then two, just like with Assist... We ask people, hey, do you mind if I use my assistant here to right, capture right. what we're doing? Right. And I don't know what that is. I know that that is right on their front thought right now is how are we addressing that? And they, I think they call it a trust light or something like that. Okay. Like your, like your microphone here is yeah. lit up. Yeah. They're going to put that on, but I don't know if that does it. But anyway, there's a cool TED, there's a cool, there's a cool TED talk by the, by the founder. Yeah. That is interesting. I mean, he answers his hand. In the middle of and the we'll put a, we'll put a link in that, and I'll even maybe drop a piece of the video into the. Podcast. It's only I think it's only maybe going to be a thousand dollars when they go to market with. Yeah. Just another iPhone. It's iPhone money. <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap this up. Well, I think we just did, Rob. Okay. All so right. that is a wrap up for this week. Again, get a lot of sleep in because you're going to need you're going to need a lot of energy for next week when we start sharing assist and everyone can start using that and have that big mind blow so that you can have a hundred different Christmas mornings in 10 minutes. Nice. Was that good? All right. Thanks everyone. Take care. See you. Thanks for tuning into the AI show from Think Labs. Don't miss out on next week's episode where we'll continue to Fisher price the latest in AI that will make impact for you and your organization. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an update and visit redbutton.ai to learn more about innovation for professionals and organizations. By the way, I'm Bogler, Sam and Robbie's professional assistant that takes care of all their busy work. Ever think about all that repetitive, mind-numbing, time-sucking busy work I could knock out for you? That's it for now. Thanks again for joining. Until next time, make it an awesome week.